What's going on, everybody? Welcome to an all-new episode of Happy Hour Podcast. I am Mike. I'm Tabby. And tonight, we are going to do part two of our Cornetto Cornetto Trilogy. Trilogy. Three-part series. And on this episode, it's all about 2007's Hot Hot Fuzz. Fuzz. Sergeant Nicholas Angel, expert in hand-to-hand combat, armed response, and high-speed pursuit. He was so good, they reassigned him. Right. When the heat is on, here come the fuzz. You gotta call. The fuzz. Gunfights, car chases. That's what I'm talking about. Hot fuzz. Got a mustache. I know. Hot Fuzz, released in 2007, directed and written by Edgar Wright, produced by Nera Park and Tim Beaven, starring Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, Jim Broadbent, and Timothy Dalton. Can't forget about the awesome Bill Nye, either. Of course. Of course, my holes. Of course. Um, babe, you've got a mustache. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, do I? <laughs> no. So, I'm let's pretty talk... sure if I did, you uh, wouldn't... Oh, I would have called you on it a long time ago. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Even if it was a beer mustache. <laughs> <laughs> now, if it was a beer mustache, I'd be cool with it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so, 2007's Hot Fuzz. How many times are you going to say it? That's three so far. Yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> New drinking game. <laughs> How many times will I say what year... 2007's Hot Fuzz was released. That's four. <laughs> you got one more. 2007's Hot Fuzz. That's it. You're done. <laughs> You're done. You're done. You're, You're done. done. So let's break this thing down. Uh, Into the awesomeness that is Hot Fuzz. Oh, absolutely. So do you remember the first time you saw this movie? No, because I've seen it so many times. It's just kind of like a blur. It it really sticks with you, doesn't it? It, it does. Um, oh, geez. Uh, if I had to say the first time, I feel like I went to the movies to see it. Yeah, same here. I think it was a bad date. I I remember going to see Clerks 2 when it came out. And uh, there was a lot of posters and banners for Hot Fuzz, like, all over the movie theater. And I wasn't still too familiar with the Cornetto group. Right. And I just remember saying, oh, those guys from Shaun of the Dead are making another movie. This has got to be good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and then I I don't remember if I did see it in theaters or not, but. I want to say that I did, and it was one of those things where on a social media platform, um, called Louisville Mojo I had it on there yeah. and it was like I loved Shaun of the Dead and like this other guy was like I like Shaun of the Dead too there's a new one coming out it's Hot Fuzz let's go to the movies together I'll take you out on a date and the movie <laughs> was the only good thing about that that date <laughs> I believe it but if see if I'd been the one to take you on the date it would have been wicked awesome would have been so much better <laughs> would have been so much better it was it was ugh, so bad. So what uh 
one out of ten, what do you give Hot Fuzz? I would I think I would have to give it a seven point eight. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I mean, it's action packed. It's got jokes. Simon Pegg and Dick Frost. What more do you need? Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty awesome. Uh, where do you rate it among the three of the Cornetto trilogy films? Is it first, second, or third? I like them all equally. Thank you. Do you? I do. Okay. So every all of them are number one. All of them are number one in my book. Number one on the screen. Number one in your heart. Exactly. I think it is my third favorite. Well, I mean, you got to lead off with Shaun of the Dead. That's not. My I know favorite. it's not your favorite. I know World's oh, yeah. End is. Yeah, oh yeah, World's End, Shaun of the Dead, and then Hot Fuzz. Okay, what yeah. would you rate it? I would give it. Uh, I'd give it about the same as you, a, a seven five, in that. Ballpark. I said seven eight. Well, I mean, in that ballpark. Yeah. A seven, but still, I mean, a pretty fair score. Absolutely. I, uh, I really like the, uh, the humor in it. Uh, the action, the cool explosions, the gunfire, and uh, of course the uh, the shootout at the courtyard. That's oh yeah, that is a that's a pretty ball insane. Oh yeah, is there a favorite moment of yours in that movie? I mean, I love a lot of different moments. Like, well, I don't mean like a favorite scene, but like there's a certain thing in that movie that happens, and you're like, oh, that's the best part. Probably the iconic line that I use all the time, Yarp, just because that's the hound. Michael, is Nicholas Angel taken care of? Yarp. So he's not going to get back up again? Narp. <laughs> ah, so. But I think, I think that might be... When he hits him over the head with a peace lily and he's so excited. <laughs> I don't know. There's so many good ones. And then, like, when they're in the uh, Peter and Staker. Yeah. Who uh, lost his, his swan. <laughs> P.I. Staker. Very funny. Peace Staker. <laughs> Honk. 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 It turns out that the swan thing was real. And the swan was the hero. Yeah. In that's, the very end, the that's swan was true. the hero. It was it was the swan all along. <laughs> the swan song. No. 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 So did you know that Hot Fuzz is uh in twenty twenty, Empire magazine named it the sixty seventh greatest film of the twenty first century. Yeah, Roy. <laughs> And did you also know that over 100 action films were used as inspiration just to develop the script? That is awesome. Exactly. Fun fact as well is that they asked Nick Frost to watch 20 action movies, and he only watched one. What was that one? I have no idea. Bad Boys 2. Huh. It's the only one out of the 20 that... Oh. <laughs> it's the only one out of the 20 that uh, that he actually watched. So he didn't watch Point Break. Nope. Well, that's... Ooh. I also got another fun fact. Okay. Shoot. So there are two famous people in Hot Fuzz. Yes. Do you know who they are? I know one of them. Okay. And it's the beautiful and talented Kate Blanchett. That is correct. She plays his love interest or ex-love interest, I should say. Yes. Did you know that the... 
Santa Claus that stabbed him in his hand yes. was Peter Jackson. Really? Yes. As Made a in, cameo. As in Lord of the Rings, that King Peter Kong. Jackson. Yes. Dead Alive. Yes. 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 Oz- Father Ozzy Christmas. <laughs> Father Christmas stabbed him in the hand was Peter Jackson. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> a little Danny quote. <laughs> so I have a question for you. Is it because it's all for the greater good? The greater good. <laughs> have you ever jumped through the air firing two guns? At once? Yes. No. Have you ever looked up and fired? Have you ever fired a gun in the air? Just one gun? Just one gun. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you also know that... It, it, is there a place in a man's head that when you shoot it, it explodes? <laughs> Yes, I. that is a fact that I learned from Nick Frost in this movie. <laughs> and, it's a, and it's a very clever fun fact. Oh, yeah. Did you know that uh, Samson the dog, who well, who played Saxon the dog, played by Samson, was not allowed to become a real police dog as he was considered way too friendly? That just made Lucy sad. Oh, Lucy. It's okay. He, he, he's a good boy. He's a very good boy. Yes. Well, was. Yes, I know. He's no longer with us. Okay. In the uh, DVD commentary, mm-hmm. Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg revealed that they fully expected the intentional misspellings of newspaper headlines that turn up on IMDb's goofs section. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Oh, another one. Uh, you know the judges for uh, the best yeah. kept village? Uh-huh. The two ladies on the end, that is Simon Pegg and Nick Frost's moms. Really? Yep. Like their biological mothers. Their mothers that birthed them. Hmm. Interesting. They deserve all the love and recognition for creating wonderful men. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you remember uh, a minute ago how you'd said Kate Blanchett was yep. the cameo on this? Do you know why? No. Because Shaun of the Dead is one of her all-time favorite movies. That's awesome. Upon its release, and uh, she she asked if Edgar she could Wright be a part of it, if she could just even have a little cameo, and Edgar uh, greatly accepted that request. That's awesome. Yeah, that is super cool. Um, another fun fact is they had a love interest for um, Nicholas Angel, and um, it was Veronica. Oh, but yeah? they, they cut her out and gave most of her lines, if not all of them, to Danny. Huh. <laughs> Fascinating. What was the... the? I was going to say, what was your most cringeworthy moment of the movie? Oh, when Skinner got uh, impaled under the... The steeple? Yeah, when it went the through The miniature his, steeple? Yeah. This really hurts. <laughs> I, I feel that in my whole mouth every time I see that scene. Whenever I watch it, like, instantly my bottom jaw just starts to hurt. I I think my most cringeworthy moment is going to be when, at the end of Romeo and Juliet, love me, love me, that, that oh my gosh, you know, I, my face was like their face, like, what the fuck? Every time I hear that song, mm-hmm. I think, like, on the radio or whatever, I instantly think of that moment Ugh. from Hot Fuzz is at the end of the Romeo and Juliet. That the play. kiss was only thing, the only thing yeah. in it that was real. 
The funny part about that, though, is uh, the guy that's playing uh, Romeo when he's laying dead mm-hmm. on the table and Juliet goes to kiss him and he keeps like sitting his sitting head up, up and yep. kissing her. And <laughs> But the look on Nicholas and Danny's face when they start singing that song, like, oh, yeah. like what is happening what? right now? What yep. is going on? That <laughs> That's one of the best parts of that whole that whole scene. <laughs> and then the community killed them for the greater good. The greater good. They did it all for the greater good. The greater good. With a big bushy beard. Did he have a big bushy beard? Um, oh, I do have another cringy. Another moment. cringe moment. But it's also an awesome kill. Oh yeah. When uh, I'm gonna assume that it was Skinner, when he pushed the steeple over the ledge, oh, and it right went through into... Tim Messenger's head. Yes. And he's like wobbling. That CGI was awesome. Oh, it, it was, was weird but awesome. I love my favorite part about that though, is how they smushed his body down to look like it kind of collapsed. His torso kind of collapsed in, a, even With a little bit. With the weight bit. of it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but he's like stumbling around, and everyone's just staring and gasping. I I really like the way that Danny keeps asking Nicholas all of these questions like what did it take to be a policeman and he was like it's not a policeman it's a police officer I love how he always corrects him when he says police officer yes and And then he says a policeman officer (laughs) 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 how he keeps going back to that his his like well did you do this or did you say that or did you did you uh where's the trolley boy in the freezer did you say cool off? No, I didn't say anything. Shame. Well, there was this bit where you missed it. I distracted him with cuddly monkey and said playtime's over. <laughs> and then I hit him in the head with the peace lily. You're off the fucking chain. I like, was, that was my favorite. I was just about to say that. I love that. That's, like, my favorite banter in the whole movie between them. I. It's just, it's <laughs> like he's a little kid and, and Nicholas is his idol. He was so, you're off the fucking chain. <laughs> um. But, in the pub when uh, Nicholas Angel first comes into the, the town. Yeah. And he goes to the pub and he's like, I'll just have a cranberry juice. Oh, and all the teenagers are And then are all the teenagers there. are in there and he's like, yeah. when's your birthday? 22nd of February. What year? Every year. Get out. <laughs> he rests all the kids and then the bar is empty and he's in there by himself. And the bartender is pissed. And, yeah. <laughs> just, yep. Can I get you another cranberry juice? No, thanks. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's reading the newspaper. <laughs> yep. <laughs> The Stansford Herald. Um, but the kid who said the 22nd of February, that was his actual birthday. <laughs> One of... <laughs> yeah, that's right. It is. Yep. I just found that out this year. Oh, really? I did. Huh. Uh, One of my uh, favorite... Uh, with the Andes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love the Andes. Andy Wainwright. The yep. mustache Andy. That makes they're, they're both mustache Andy's. Well, the bigger mustache Andy. Okay. The one that was in World's End. Okay. That Andy. Okay. When he says to Angel, well, they both, uh, Cartwright, do you know there are more guns in the country than there are in the city? And then Andy Cartwright says, everyone and their mums is packing around here. And then Nicholas goes, like who? And then Wainwright says, farmers. And then Nicholas goes, who else? And then Cartwright says, farmer's mums. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Andes. I like the way that Nicholas is like detective work and he's on top of it. So like, oh, why yeah. do they call them the Andes? 
uh, because they're both named Andrew. <laughs> and then the uh, when Nicholas gets to the hotel, and the front desk lady is doing the crossword puzzle. The owner, fascist. Yeah. I beg your pardon. And then he calls. What her do you out. mean you're checking in? You've always been here. <laughs> and then uh, at the end of it, he goes hag, and what did you call me? And he said. Uh, seven across, a bitter old woman considered frightful and ugly. Oh, thank you, dear. <laughs> Bless Love it. you. And then, of course, uh, Danny's swan call. Aww. Aww. <laughs> but the way his movement when he's doing it. Like he's... <laughs> like he's setting it up. Aww. <laughs> and then he, like, adjusts his body and then... Aww. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, another thing I really like in that, that my probably my favorite thing, and it's like a blink and you miss it thing, yep. is when uh, Nicholas throws that shotgun oh, to, yeah, Andy, to Danny, or to Danny, and he catches it, and he just like gives him this look like, oh, it's going to Oh, now. let's go. And then he like turns around and like one hand cocks it and fires it. Oh, that that's like such a badass thing. I, I like the uh, Doris innuendos as well. I love Doris so much. Doris is hilarious. And then, um, oh, what is his name? Cox. Like, every time oh. they had to take him to go talk to uh, yeah Farmer, not Mulligan, because that was the preacher, or that was the pastor. Yeah. Um. Oh, my gosh, it's going to kill me. Played by, uh, shit. <laughs> he was in Harry Potter and Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh, it is gonna. Kill Nothing me. like a big go don't go. He mm-hmm. mumble talks. Yep. Talks. <laughs> He's got all those guns in his shed and the sea mine. I know Bob Walker. There it is. Yeah. Found it. Yep. Martin Freeman has a cameo in this too, by the way. At the beginning. Yeah. Yes, he does. He wasn't in Shaun of the Dead, though. So he's been in two out of the three. He was in Shaun of the Dead. Martin Freeman? Yes, he was. Think. Think back. When they're walking. Oh, shit. Yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah. Uh-huh. Duh. Uh-huh. He's, he didn't okay, say anything. Okay, so he is in all three. Yeah, he's at the very end. Yep. He's the um, David. the Liz. Or, yeah, the Liz. The Liz of the group. Yep. Okay. He was there. <laughs> Simon Skinner to the manager's office. Mr. Mana- Skinner. Manager's office. Mr. Skinner. God, I hated her voice. Uh, the actor you're thinking of, by the way, is David Bradley. Thank you. He played Basil, and he was Basil in the World's End, but he was Arthur in Hot Fuzz. There we go. And then he see mine and... Mr. Filch in Harry yep. Potter. Students out of bed. Students in the corridor. They are supposed to be out of bed, you bumbling idiots. Mrs. Norris. <laughs> he's he's a he's a funny actor. He really he, is. Yeah, he's that that grisly, grimy, crunchy old man. Oh yeah. But he still plays that part very well. <laughs> he he does very well at it. I like the fact in this movie as well. Instead of Simon Pegg's character saying, do you want anything from the shop? 
Nick Frost's yeah. character looks at him and says, do you want anything from the shop? And he goes, Cornetto. Oh, yeah. And he has a Cornetto in all three movies. Well, yes. except for World's End. It's the Cornetto wrapper that goes across the fence, and he's trying to lick it. Oh. But the wind kept I'll blowing it to, away. I'll have to watch it to make sure. <laughs> if we don't come down hard on these clowns, we are going to be up to our balls and jugglers. <laughs> he, Tom Weaver, the, the town peeper, I guess you could say. Yeah. Keeping a watch over everything with the video cameras. He, I, His one-liners are funny. All of the townsfolk, like the main greater good people. Greater good. I didn't see the greater good. Doesn't matter. You got to say it. If you say, whether you say greater good. Or the or, greater good. Or the greater good. The greater good. See? It goes either way. It does. Pub. What do you want to do? Pub. Pub. So tell me, what's your perfect Sunday? So, IMDb rated this movie a 7.8 out of 10. Nice. But I found some ratings that I would like to share. So here's a, uh, a 10 out of 10 on IMDb. Speaking of the ratings. This rating is called Police on a Small Town's Back. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost lampoon action comedy flicks in the story of a London cop reassigned to a small town and having to solve a series of quote-unquote accidents. The characters go so far as to describe the action cliches. Basically, Hot Fuzz gives you a new look at everything that you've seen in cop flicks. It would be probably, it's probably the best to watch this before watching any of those movies, just so that you could recognize the absurdity in those movies. You're sure to love it. That was a really good, uh, a good rating. That was a good yeah. small clip it. This movie had uh, a whole bunch of yeah. nominations. Uh, it was a nominee for the British Best Comedy Film, British Comedy Award, uh, Empire Award nominee for Best Actor, Simon Pegg, Best British Film, and Best Comedy. It did win the National Movie Award for Best Comedy. That's awesome. In the UK. But all these were UK uh, UK awards. Some goofs from this movie. When the kids spray paint the lenses of the CCTV cameras, the CCTV monitors show the color of the paint that was spray painted on. Oh. In fact, the monitors would show only the color black because no light would be reflecting back from the painted surfaces. It's funny how people find these goofs. When Nicholas and Danny confiscate the vast arsenal of unlicensed weapons from the farmer, mm -hmm. that they don't arrest him, despite the fact that possession of guns such as pistols in the UK would be highly illegal and earn the man many years in prison. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. So that was a goof. And in the final car chase scene, the green screen is visible in many of the shots of Nicholas and Danny's car. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I've never noticed that. I need to. I need to watch it again. To... When they were chasing down Skinner, mm -hmm. yeah, you could see green screens all over the place, which I didn't feel like they needed to use green screens, being as they were outside. But I guess to help to create certain effects of how the car is driving and maybe jumping off hills and stuff, you would probably need them. I don't know. 
what do I know? I've never made a movie before. (laughs) (laughs) Not one with a green screen, at least. A uh, audio and visual that's unsynchronized. The swan makes a honking noise like a goose, although it is a mute swan. A mute swan's call is quiet and does not carry. They make a snorting, here are, kind of a sound. Or they just aggressively hiss. What was that word again? Here are. That's, that's what's in my show notes. Oh my gosh. I can't. A continuity goof. When Sergeant Angel first approaches his room at the Swan Hotel, the camera lingers momentarily on the room's door, prominent sign, which reads Castle Suite. Angel hangs up his jacket on a hook, but seconds later, he decides to leave. Angel removes his jacket from the hook and opens the door to leave, and the Castle Suite sign is gone. Interesting. So there's that. I never noticed that before. Yeah. I love these things. Like... It makes you want to go back and watch for it again. Like, who who sits there and watches every freaking frame going, oh, there's a mistake. Oh, there's a mistake. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what about you? About me what? What do you have? Um, let me see. Oh, okay, here. I've got the filming of Angel, Sergeant Angel and Skinner's first meeting was at the supermarket. It was filmed over the course of two days. There was a conversation that was filmed entirely from Timothy Dalton, Skinner's, perspective Uh the next day early in the morning when they were to film the conversation with sergeant angel simon pegg's perspective and close-ups dalton showed up early and even though he wasn't going to be on camera he was still participating and helping with um simon or sergeant angel's lines oh yeah yeah that was that's pretty cool oh nice that is pretty awesome yeah okay here's here's another one that i've got so, the names of the townspeople of Sandiford were almost all words for occupations or activities. Cooper, Porter, Turner, Shooter, Crosser, Hatcher, Paver. Really? That's kind of cool. I never even thought to piece that together. I didn't either. You know, actually, now that you mention that, that actually makes a whole lot of sense. I kind of see what that was about. Yeah. That's actually kind of cool. Actually, Cornetto was in World's End. Was it? Yes. This is the second part of the Cornetto trilogy. A blue wrapper makes its appearance in the film. Nick and Danny are eating a vanilla-flavored ice cream. According to Edgar Wright, blue represents the police, in which the main motive in the film. For Wright's other films, Shaun of the Dead, it was red and strawberry-flavored, representing blood and zombies. In The World's End, it was green and peppermint with chips, representing science fiction and extraterrestrial elements. Interesting. We just got to watch World's End again to find out where it's at. I'm always done to watch all three of these movies. But definitely World's End, of course. Oh, of course. It's the best. It's the best. And it's a great drinking movie. When Angel is chasing a shoplifter through the supermarket, Danny is reading the taglines of the super cheap action films in the half price bin. Yeah. When Danny realizes that the chase is going on, he throws it down back into the bargain bin and it lands beside a dvd a dvd copy of Shaun of the dead but it's called zombies party which was the release title of Shaun of the dead in certain countries oh really yes huh 
the price tag is covering Simon Pegg's face to keep from breaking the fourth wall. Nope. Interesting. Oh, there is a fact that I do know about this movie that mm-hmm. I always thought was pretty cool. Which is? Uh, while they were shooting it, people thought that uh, Simon and Nick were actual cops. Because of their and costumes? Yeah. So, like, random strangers would come up to him, up to them, and, like, ask them for directions or help <laughs> with stuff, and uh, they would... They kept playing along with it. Yeah, they went along with it because they said it made them feel powerful, and it made them feel really good. That's awesome. Yeah. So they were, like, even during Offset, they would still just pretend to be police officers, and everybody was buying into it, thinking that it was legit. But I guess this was before that they really blew up, and... Right. Because if they tried that now, it would be, oh... Look we know who you are. Yeah, I guess they're making Hot Fuzz 2 now or something like that, if they tried that now. But, no, I always thought that was a pretty cool little tidbit of a behind-the-scenes thing. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, Burn. For the greater good. It is the greater good. The, the greater, greater good. good. <laughs> so, Jim Broadbent, who, uh, Professor Slughorn, yeah. was a huge fan of Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright Shaun of the Dead. Uh-huh. He also asked them for a role in their next film. Oh, and really? that's when they wrote the part of Inspector Butterman just for him. Really? Yes. Interesting. So Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright spent 18 months writing the script for this movie? Really? They did. Huh. The line The Greater Good the greater good is never said just once every time a character says it at least one other character repeats it yeah the one thing that i really like about this one too and and they keep it continued through the whole trilogy yeah is the fence gag oh yeah like in Shaun of the dead he jumps over what like 14 fences no problem uh, yeah yeah he does i mean it's well it's not 14 but he well, jumps over fences and then fucking nick frost just like falls through the first one plows through it and this one and he this like, one front flips over he it. front flips over it and gets it and then he um danny climbs over the fence but makes it <laughs> barely but makes it and then in world's end he just like just crashes through it simon doesn't even make it over the first one yeah he tries to jump over it but trips mm-hmm. <laughs> i like i think wasn't in in hot fuzz where when Danny tried to do it. He crawled over the first one, but then the second one, he tried to do it, and he, he was on top of it. The fence just kind of caved and in it, on him. It fell over. Yeah, <laughs> that little uh, that little fence gag that they have is is always really cool. I love seeing that. I I love little little clippets like that. Yeah, little little. It's like little like signature notes that kind of combine all the films together they have very cool cool. they have really cool um connections and they keep it that way oh yeah for sure for sure so let's let's put it into your perspective Um, okay how would you feel if you were high achieving whatever you do at your job and they were like okay you're an overachiever you're doing too good we're gonna move you to a shitty part I'd be, I'd be really pissed. Yeah. I really would because I feel like I've worked so hard to get to where I am Mm -hmm. at my job that something like that would almost feel like a demotion. 
Not for me. You don't think so? Not for me. I think I would take it as a, yeah, it might be a little bit quieter location, but you want me to go and help make it better or, you know, just be there? Yeah. I would find it as like a, they trust me. Yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense. I, I see what you mean there. Yeah. That they trust me to take it or yeah. not take over, but be there. But not in like a, oh, we need you to go here and clean house kind of a thing. It's, hey, this lesser area needs a little clean more, a little more push, a little, that, a little extra nudge over mm-hmm. the cliff kind of thing. And we think you're kind of the person to help them achieve that. And, and you're right. And in which case, uh, that's kind of what they did with, uh, Sergeant Angel. Yep. And he made the town, he solved. You know, a string of um, murders, and he made the town safe again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay. And, and I, it, I see what you're saying. It just seems like everybody else on the officer police force. Yeah, they they just ignored slackers. it. They're slackers. They they just had too much fun doing whatever that they wanted to do. And he come yeah. in, and he's always suspectful of everything. Yeah, he uh, he always kind of keeps his head on a swivel. Oh yeah. And and doing that saved everybody in the town from dying again. Mm-hmm. Well, not everybody. Well, I'm mean, almost almost everybody. Yeah, except the ones <laughs> that actually died. Rest in peace. And the ones says... that caused the murders, they were killed. Yeah, but in a badass way. God, that fight. <laughs> I. <laughs> what? Okay, so the the courtyard killings. Which one was your favorite? Of oh, or just like that whole scene, that that whole my favorite part of the shootout. Yes, the the big battle at the end. Yep. Ah, uh, I think I have a couple. I do too. One of them is when uh, when Sergeant Angel knocked Michael out into the frozen food, mm-hmm. and then his little "You're off the fucking chain" mm-hmm. that whole thing, and then another one is when one of the Andes was hiding behind some spaghetti sauce. It was bolognese. Or yeah, bolognese mm-hmm. sauce, and the one of the jars ex- or so a bunch of the jars exploded, and everybody thought his head blew off. Well, he, the like his reaction, you would have thought that like somebody next to him just got their head blown off because you could see the sauce like all yep. over his face, and he's going, "No, <laughs> it's okay, it's just bolognese." <laughs> yeah, and then they all thought that he's the one that got yep. shot, but when reality, nobody got hit with anything except sauce. When Doris, when Doris hits the the um, yes. uh, clerk, yeah, so, Mr. Skinner to the manager's office, yeah. yeah. When she hits her in the face, <laughs> and then she looks over and goes, "Nothing quite like a little girl, little girl." <laughs> That's all. High five, Doris. You are such a. <laughs> she is a boss bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of have to be when it's a male heavy industry like that. Yeah, but everybody loves Doris. She's she's the goat for sure. She's also probably a whore. <laughs> She's she's sweet and innocent on the outside, but <laughs> behind closed she's doors, a she's a tart little. She's a nasty. Hussy. <laughs> she's a nasty bitch. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes in the courtyard shootout is um, when uh, Sergeant Angel whistles uh-huh. all of the kids into the, the the shop, and she's up in the top of the window blowing away like pow 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 pow. Yeah, and then she hears bidu 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 bidu, and she like freaks out and runs. <laughs> It's it's funny in that that she cares more about 
a bunch of children like being in her store all at once than actually trying to like help her friends out and like <laughs> keep like her beliefs alive. Like right. screw this, there's kids in the shop. I need to I need to tend to that. Fuck yeah. But the fact that Sergeant Angel knew that that would work is, is I mean, pretty he just, cool. He he watched everything. Like he yeah. seen the sign on the door that said one student at a time. Yeah. And he he like, the moment that he realized that it was more than one killer is uh-huh. when she said, catch them killers, then. And Danny says, it's just the one mm-hmm. killer, actually. And they did the same line with the swan. Mm-hmm. Any luck catching those swans, dear? It's just, just the, the one, one swan, swan, actually. Yep. <laughs> That's when he put two and two together. Yeah. Um, On the uh, second. I the like, second time with that. I like also when the doctor comes out and he looks at Danny and he's hobbling. And he's like, I brought you into this world and I could take you out. And then he gets shot in the foot. Oh, yeah. When Danny throws his shotgun on the ground and it 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 discharges. (laughs) You're a doctor. Fix it yourself. (laughs) 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 Ah, my foot. Help. (laughs) You're a doctor. Fix it yourself. (laughs) Or, uh, but going back to the, uh, the carnival or the fair. Mm hmm. When, uh, when Nicholas picks up the gun to shoot the little ten men, mm-hmm. and he's like, boom, boom, boom. And he hits, hits them all, all them. at once, and then he gives the gun to Danny, and Danny's holding the gun like, oh, that was amazing. You and win he, that cuddly monkey. And he gave him a cuddly monkey. He, he, Danny's dressed up like a little cowboy. Oh, my God. <laughs> His little cowboy hat. Yes. It was so adorable. It was. I loved it so much. It was so good. Okay, you're going to hate me for this, but okay. it reminds me of when you talk to Robert, and Robert tells you cop stories. Uh, you're, oh, You're just sure. like Danny. Yeah. Robert's oh, yeah. like Sergeant Angel, and you're like, oh, Danny. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep meaning to ask him, too, every time every time I I see him, like, <laughs> ask him, like, have you ever, actually, I might so, have. Ask him if he's like fired two guns in the air at the same time, or at the same time, or like while jumping in the air. Yeah, <laughs> like I've never. Or... So backstory: our our friend Robert is a uh, local police officer. Police officer man. <laughs> police or officer man. Policeman officer. <laughs> <laughs> and every time we hang out, Mike is always like, "So, so did you get the bad guy? Did you use your taser? Did you have to shoot him? What what happened? What happened?" And he's exactly like Danny. Oh, for sure. No doubt. And Robert's playing it cool. He's like, yeah, I, I tased a guy. I tased a guy. Next time I see him, I'll ask him if he's had any luck catching those killers. <laughs> or catching the swan. Yes. <laughs> it's just the one swan, swan actually. <laughs> Another one of my favorite scenes that just came to mind is at the end of the <clears throat> Amdram. At the what? The end of the Amdram. Oh, yeah. When um, Inspector Butterman looks mm-hmm. over and he's like, looks like he need to take him home, and and Nicholas looks up and he's like, I'm not, I've not had any drinks, and he's like, not you, him, and he's like peeing in the middle of the floor. <laughs> was it Blower? Was it Martin Blower? Yeah, I think that's what his name was. Uh huh. And then he, they take him home and he's like, <laughs> he's like hugging yeah. on him, and then he tries to go to sleep and he blows up oh yeah 
I think it was blower. He's he's peeing on the jukebox. That's what it was. He, he was, was peeing on the jukebox. <laughs> and he turns around and you just see him holding his dick in his yep. hand and he's peeing everywhere. Yep. And he looks like, <laughs> and he's laughing. They do a lot of pee jokes in this one. There's because the pee. kid that's peeing on the fence when yeah. uh, Angel and Danny are walking down the sidewalk and he's trying to take him back to the police station after he detained Aunt after Danny. he detained Danny yeah. and. He looks down at the kid, and the kid looks up, and then looks at Angel, and looks at Danny, and Danny goes, <laughs> and laughs at him as he's peeing. I like uh, one of the scenes at the before we find out that Danny's a cop. Uh, the the morning after he was detained by uh, Sergeant Angel. Yep. Uh, he goes in and he's looking in the cell, and the cell like the bed's the made in empty. there, like the sheets are all folded and everything, and it's cleaned up. He goes, "Where's the prisoner that I brought in last night?" And uh, he comes up says, behind him. I don't know what you're talking about. He turns around and he sees Danny. And he goes, why are you dressed up like a policeman or a police officer? He goes, because I, I am, am a police officer. officer. <laughs> Cox. <laughs> Ain't nothing like midnight gobble. <laughs> ah, fucking Doris. Cox. <laughs> uh, I love Doris. I do too. So who is your favorite character in Hot Fuzz? Oh God, that's a hard one. There's so many good ones. Um, I guess each one of them have their own quirks. Yeah. Um, Danny, because he's funny. Of course. Um, Doris, because she pretty much does that's what she said kind of jokes. Yeah. Um, the Andes. I love the Andes. They're bullies, but they're funny bullies. Both Andes, yeah. Both Andes. That's why I said Andes. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I think I think those are my yeah my three. Yeah. What about I, yours? Uh, uh, both of the Andes, Doris and Danny. So yours too. Yeah, of course. What is the least favorite character? My least favorite character. I'll tell you who mine is right now. My least favorite character is Skinner. Is it? Yeah. Mine's Eve Draper. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh God, yeah. Jesus Christ. Fun fact. Do you know she was also in the TV show? Tenth Kingdom. Really? Have you ever seen it? No. I've heard of it. It's so good. It has John Larroquette. Oh, it's fantastic. She's in it, and she plays Little Bo Peep, and she has that exact same laugh. The only other thing that I've seen her in is, uh, oh, God, what's that movie? Bad Teacher with Jason Segel and Cameron Diaz. Oh, yeah, yeah. She is in that one. She was, like, she was the Karen in that whole movie. Yeah. She was the villain. But she makes that role like a, that that dumb blonde. She's a good actress. She to play that. She's she's to a play very, Eve yeah. Draper. Oh yeah. Whew. She's a very overlooked actress. Well, she is. Yeah. What's her real name? You had to ask me that oh. one, didn't you? I am definitely whoop, <laughs> gonna have to cheat. Oh. Yeah. Lucy Punch. Yeah, that's right. Lucy Punch. She she plays like that character in uh in everything. Yeah. She she has a maniacal face. That's awesome though. Yeah, oh, she was also in Dinner for Schmucks. Was she? Yes, yeah, she was. She was Darla. She played Darla in Dinner for Schmucks. Oh, 
Amy Squirrel in Bad Teacher, and she's in uh, Into the Woods. I've never seen that, but she's in that. Interesting. She has quite the list on IMDb, actually. But no, she would be my least favorite character. Uh, her or um, Blower, who played Romeo. Her oh, Romeo. Oh God, yeah, he was he was a dingus. <laughs> he was such a dingus. He really was. But yeah. But I guess that's gonna. I guess that's gonna do it for our. Hot Fuzz edition of uh, our Cornetto Trilogy three-part series. Absolutely. Number two of three. Stay tuned for three of three, where we will come in with the world's end. Or actually, I should say we should end with the world's end. I am very much looking forward to doing that movie. Come along with us as we take on the Golden Mile. <laughs> I look forward to it. I do, too. So is there anything else you want to add real quick before we go? We forgot the plug whilst that's not. Yes, actually, um, I want to go ahead and plug that we are now ambassadors for that Lost is, Astronaut Coffee. That is correct. Uh, proud to be uh, partnered up with those guys. Uh, and if you would like to purchase some delicious, robust astronaut coffee or some awesome merch they have they some have. really good graphics oh yeah uh you can get hats t-shirts hoodies jetpacks jet yeah fucking it's I don't even just know, a hard case backpack i don't even know what that is but i want one <laughs> but yeah uh lost astronaut coffee has some amazing uh apparel merchandise coffee is delicious it's so good and also, each month they have a um, charity that they give to. So if you buy a coffee mug, eighty mm-hmm. percent of their the proceeds off of the coffee mug go to the charity of the month. And if you use promo code Happy Hour Pod Three, all caps, you can get five percent off on some amazing stuff. So be sure to do that. Again, that promo code is Happy Hour Pod Three for five percent off at checkout. On lostastronautcoffee.com. Super excited. Uh, very excited. So uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Hot Fuzz. Uh, what year did it come out? 2007's Hot Fuzz, directed by Edgar Wright, starring Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and others. <laughs> <laughs> that I have too many people to name. Uh, but if you haven't seen Hot Fuzz, it is one that we highly recommend that you go check out. It is. Uh, you can watch it for free if you have Peacock. It's on there. Uh, Just go out and buy it. It's totally worth. Or the do money. that. Preferably you do that. But mm-hmm. if you don't want to go buy it, watch it on Peacock. Uh, and that is gonna call it for this episode. Want to thank all of you guys for listening to this. Thank uh, you. We're gonna return next time with part three of the Cornetto trilogy series. Like Tab said, uh, World's End. Signing it off, I'm Mike. And I'm Tabby. We'll see you guys next time. Drink responsibly and don't text and drive. Y'all take care and we'll see you next time. Good night.